Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This is Rays Radio. And the pitch on its way. Swing and he popped him up. Shallow right center. Kiermaier started back. Sprinting in. Dives and makes the catch. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. Kevin Kiermaier putting on a show here in the fifth inning. And the Blue Jays leave him loaded. Coming up. We sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. Smith lifts one in the air towards left. Shadow is bizarre. It turns and looks at the wall. Gone! Home run! An opposite field homer by Malik Smith. And there's the insurance. It's 3-1 Rays. Now to get you ready for opening day, here are the voices of the Rays. Hi, everybody. Neil Solon's with you at beautiful Hammond Stadium in Fort Myers, Florida, for our latest countdown to opening day program. You could call this a Chamber of Commerce day. Sunny skies, temperatures in the low to mid-80s. No rain expected today. And we've got a gorgeous day for baseball with the race facing the Twins at the top of the hour and the other side of Fort Myers. Yesterday, we were in uh, JetBlue Park. Rays lost a 4-3 game to the Boston Red Sox. Probably the stories out of that day were Matt Duffy playing a second straight game and looking very good doing so. Jake Faria, kind of a difficult first appearance of the spring, but probably Duffy was the one who was the big headline yesterday. And today we have some interesting headlines as well on the field to look forward to. Uh, A couple of Rays debuts. First, Christian Arroyo, who was the big piece acquired and a Tampa Bay native, came over in the Evan Longoria trade. He took live batting practice yesterday and is really excited to get started, and Kevin Cash said the same before the game. C.J. Crone, who's going to play first base today, D.H. tomorrow in Port Charlotte, will make his first appearance since coming over from the Angels. And later on in the game today, probably the thing that I'm most looking forward to is Johnny Venters appearing on a big league mound in a major league spring training game. For where Johnny is basically at three and a half Tommy John procedures, This is the first time he's appearing in a major league spring training game since 2013. Five years. Last year, he finished the season at AAA Durham. He re-signed with the Rays. He was one of the best relievers in the game after his last Tommy John or his second Tommy John in 2012 was needed. So the hope is that this great story for him can continue. And uh, in addition to that, Blake Snell will make his first appearance on the mound as he'll start for the Rays today. Now, as far as our show goes, we have some really good stuff coming up. You're going to hear from Chris Archer about his expectations from the year to come. Jacob Arizzi, of course, is with the Minnesota Twins and was a very good friend of Chris. We'll hear about that relationship. And, of course, the Rays have a new pitching coach in Kyle Snyder. So we'll get Kyle's take on his start to the spring 
in his very new role. He was the AAA pitching coach for a national championship team at the minor league level a season ago. Hey, the Rays have brought major league deals to spring training. Tomorrow when the Rays play, play the Blue Jays, fans 60 years or older can get senior special tickets presented by Parkside Assistant Living and Memory Cottage for just 15 bucks. Go to RaysBaseball.com spring for more info and raise up. Coming up, we will hear from Kyle Snyder. We'll have that interview with the Rays' new pitching coach from Hammond Stadium in Fort Myers, Florida on Countdown to Opening Day right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Welcome back to Countdown to Opening Day. Neil Solon's with you today from Fort Myers, Florida at Hammond Stadium where the Rays meet the Twins. The Rays and Don Gascar's Charlotte County Ford are teaming up to give you free tickets to a Rays spring training home game. Test drive any car or truck at Charlotte County Ford and receive a voucher for two tickets. Redeem your voucher online or at the Charlotte Sports Park box office. Visit Don Gascar's Charlotte County Ford today. Rev up and raise up. Well, Kyle Snyder has raised up to the big league level this year after leading Durham to a AAA national championship and a minor league record for strikeouts by his staff a season ago. This is, of course, Kyle's first season as Rays pitching coach. And I asked Kyle Snyder how this spring is different for him so far. I think the, I mean, the biggest difference for me just, I mean, this is, you know, I mean, I, I played parts of six years at the major league level. Um, I've participated in major league camp, you know, uh, since I was uh, a coordinator, first-time coordinator in 2014. But um, being on a major league staff uh, and, and getting a chance to, to see some of the guys that I've worked with, a lot of the guys that I've worked with over the last six, you know, six years or so, um, you know, legitimately in camp competing for jobs. And um, it, it's, it's exciting, you know, for me to be able to, you know, to, to see them get to this level, get to this point. Uh, legitimately have a chance to impact their 2018 ball club um, and, and, and for me to be able to lead them. You know, I think that's what's really exciting. Is there a, a lot more that goes into the planning now when you're on in this particular role than, let's say, it was before in the meetings you have with the pitchers? Are they that much more frequent and m much more time-consuming? Well, yeah, I mean, effectively, I mean, I, I got to lean on my experience as a coordinator in 2014 because I'm coordinating the camp, you know, and trying to, to piece things together, um, opening it with a split squad and, um, and and making sure we, you know, you know, we're, we're getting guys in games, uh, you know, and, and, and getting their feet wet a little bit and, and, and letting the competition begin. You know, there's there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of thought that goes into it um, and, and just making sure that, you know, you're putting guys in, in the best possible position, uh, you know, to succeed, to stay healthy, you know, and, and, and certainly to compete, you know, and, and win jobs. And to evaluate them, too. How, how much has Stan helped with – some of that in terms of how you divvy up the innings and 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 setting up a, a program for the the five six weeks of games. Stan's been a tremendous help, and he's he's going to be a tremendous asset going forward. Just the experience that he's had here since 2010, uh, I've leaned on him heavily throughout the off season. You know, leading up to spring training, um, and and certainly the last eight days, uh, you know, before we start games here. But you know, Stan's. Uh, he's extremely sharp, extremely organized. Um, you know, he did the last couple of days, especially with live BPs, uh, he's been really, really helpful. You know, those days can be a little chaotic, you know, especially when you got 18 live BPs being thrown on day, you know, day seven. Um, so to piece some of that together and, and to be able to lean on his, his past experience with a lot of this stuff has, has really been helpful. Before you even got here for the start of Major League Spring Training, Mark Topkin had written about it. You went on a pretty good travel bit to see a lot of the pitchers you maybe either hadn't seen or building relationships with. Walk us through that and how difficult that was to do and how much do you think it'll help going forward? Well, I, I think more than anything else, it was 
uh, it was a relationship building purpose for me. I, and, you know, some of the relationships were in place that, you know, that I, I certainly want to continue. And, you know, the, the other half of that was I kind of wanted to kill two birds. I wanted to wait till they were actually throwing. I, I, I got an opportunity to go see Blake on, on Tuesday, I believe the 23rd, spend some time with him in, in Seattle, uh, you know, get an opportunity, you know, have have some breakfast, have some, have some lunch, and then get a chance to see him throw a bullpen between those. After that, I flew to, flew to Los Angeles, drove to San Diego that night, got a chance to spend the morning with Jake Faria, uh, drove back to uh, Newport Beach where, where Matt Andrews was spending some time in, in the offseason, got a chance to play catch with him uh, before flying to Houston that night uh, and, and spending the morning with Nathan Eovaldi in the afternoon with Austin Pruitt. And, and again, the purpose for the trips was to be able to spend time with some guys face to face, you know, before getting the spring training, you know, and, and in particular the first four or five days of spring training being being a little crisis management, you know, not getting a chance to be able to kind of spend the time, the quality time with the guys that you would like to. Uh, it was important for me, you know, and I appreciate the guys accommodating this the particular request and taking a half a day out of their off season to to spend some time with their new pitching coach. But I mean, the, I think the main purpose, the main driving, you know. Uh, what decided, you know, what, what what had me make that decision was was just I wanted to be able to spend some time with those guys and and, and, and get some face time and, and and just sit down and, and talk to them about just you know going into the 2018 season and, um, and and just express my excitement, you know, to be in the new role. Is this something you want to do on an annual basis, or was this more to do with the uniqueness of 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 being new in the particular role? This is something that I want to to make an annual thing. Um, and for me, the balance is just respecting their time, respecting their off season. You know, I, ideally not cram, you know, seeing five guys in the three days. But, you know, that's uh, that's something I think overall I, I'd, I'd like to, to see evolve a little bit and, you know, uh, just get that opportunity to spend a little bit of time a few weeks before spring training begins. It, it doesn't necessarily have to include, you know, me seeing a bullpen, um, you know, but just, you know, kind of just feel them out, see how their offseason's been, you know, and, and, and again, appreciating the fact that they're, they're, they're accommodating this given that, you know, there's, there's family time, you know, I, I, offseasons are – are important and they're important times to kind of step away from the game and be able to spend uninterrupted time with you know family and and, and friends and everything else so i'm going to have to balance that but that is something that going forward i'd like to continue to do it's coming here you've had a lot already on your plate uh you guys decided to go to a a four-man rotation early jacob arizzi obviously has been moved you've gotten another pitching prospect potentially to be part of the rotation mix and anthony banda and matt andres is going to be in the bullpen You've obviously played a lot of roles at the major league level when you were up here. Walk us through each of kind of those decisions and, and, you know, how important it was to kind of decide that early so you have five, six weeks to prepare as it, for those guys too. Yeah, I mean, more for them than, than, than really for us, you know. And, you know, we, we had a chance to sit down with Matt a few days ago. I, not, not an easy conversation, um, you know, given his track record as a starting pitcher. But, you know, I think just the – the number of off days, certainly, to begin the year, um, how disruptive that would have been if, if you had rolled out a five-man rotation, uh, getting an opportunity to sit down, prepare Matt a little bit better um, than if, you know, waiting to the middle of camp or even the end of camp, you know. Um, so, and, and again, I, I think, you know, just a lot of the conversations that we've had, you know, not just this off season, you know, um, but, you know, some of the things that we've talked a little bit about over the last couple of years as an organization and trying to figure out how it is we're going to get the most out of the 1,450 innings that we're going to pitch in a year um, and figure out, you know, the uh, how to best utilize our staff, you know, and, and you know, with that, you know, you know, being the priority and, and just kind of figuring out how, you know, in particular, those first six weeks, 
uh, we can be as effective as we can uh, and, and, and put guys in positions not to be successful but to understand the roles that they're going to be in you know, as soon as we get to the first game of the year. You're getting to know guys. How hard is it to, you know, some guys want to get hands-on immediately, some want to kind of watch, observe, kind of learn. What, how do you take on that role when you're working with a new pitcher that you don't really know yet? Well, it's important that I don't jump to conclusions, you know, and, and understanding that these guys all arrive differently. You know, they come from different, you know, uh, socioeconomic backgrounds that just get to know the guy. I, I, it's important that I get to know the guy. And some guys will approach me, you know, saying, you know, you got some feedback for me. And, and, t- and oftentimes I'll just tell them, I said, listen, I, I, rather than jump to conclusions, let me digest a few things that are going on. Um, I don't have any gold standards with regards to the delivery. I have to respect not only do these guys arrive differently in terms of personalities, you know, uh, you know, they organize their body differently as well, you know. So I think that takes a little bit of time, you know, and it's just a matter of just, again, getting back to building the relationship, understand that these guys are human beings, and the, the more time that I, we can spend together, you know, approaching my job in an effort to earn their, you know, their respect, never to demand it, and, and, and to figure out, you know, over a two- to three-week stretch, you know, kind of what makes them tick, and then um, and then at that point in time, kind of circling back, you know, and, and, and maybe sharing a few things that, you know, that I've been able to gather, you know, just trusting my eyes and, and getting to know the person, some of the dialogue we may have shared, you know, and, and really starting to go from there. Obviously, there's a lot of talent in camp. Give me your take. I know they have to, a lot of them have to adapt to the major league level, but how good as a group do you think the talent is and how effective can they be this year? It's, it's a really, really talented group of arms. You know, I've spent a lot of time with, you know, with guys over the last couple of years that have come through Durham um, that this fan base has yet to see, you know, but there, there's a lot to be excited about, you know, I mean, there's obviously the unproven element, but, you know, th- th- these guys are going to have extremely successful careers and impact our club and our pitching staff going forward for years to come. You know, to me, it's just a matter of, you know, getting their feet wet. Timelines vary with guys in terms of, you know, when they, you know, realize their potential as a major league pitcher, recognizing as well, these guys aren't going to become major leaguers, you know, in AAA. And, and, and trying to find some of those opportunities for those guys and, and give them an opportunity, you know, give them a chance to be able to kick the door down and, and, and show this, you know, show us as a staff and, you know, show the organization that they're, they're here to stay. But it, it's, it's a really exciting group. There's a lot of power arms um, and, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that is Rays pitching coach Kyle Snyder. Hey, enjoy the fun of family fun days at Charlotte Sports Park. Sunday, March 11th, when the Rays play the Twins, the first 500 kids, 14 and under, will receive a Chris Archer emoji pillow presented by Moffitt Cancer Center. Visit RaysBaseball.com spring for more info and raise up. Perfect timing. Coming up, we're going to hear from Chris Archer. He remains the most consistent starter on a very young staff and with Jake Odorizzi traded in Minnesota. We'll hear from Chris, get his thoughts on losing his buddy and also his expectations for the coming season. We continue from Fort Myers, Florida, right after this on 620 WDAE and the Rays Radio Network. Back, Neil Solon's with you. You're tuned to Countdown to Opening Day as the Rays getting set for the Twins at Hammond Stadium. Dave and Andy will join me in a little bit. They'll be on the play-by-play with first pitch at 105 today. Hey, the Rays Flex Pack is the most versatile ticket package in town. Save up to 50% off the single-game ticket price and get five lower-level regular season tickets for $98. For a limited time, get a 20th anniversary pint glass set with each pack purchased. For more information, visit RaysBaseball.com slash flex and raise up. As mentioned, this is Countdown Opening Day. I'm Neil Solons. Chris Archer certainly remains the most consistent starter in what is a very young but talented Rays staff in which Jake Odorizzi, who I saw earlier today, traded to Minnesota. I asked Chris where he will miss Jake on a personal level. Jake 
and I have been close since he got traded over in the big James Shields trade. Uh, we started that season in AAA together and have played pretty much our whole big league career together. Uh, have a lot of great memories, a lot of inside jokes um, that you do that you have with any coworker. Um, I've watched his son grow up. You know, his son's getting close to two years old now, and um, yeah, he's definitely going to be missed. We've always been right next to each other. He's always been the quiet one. I'm definitely more the outspoken one. Um, but the way he handles himself uh, is something I always have looked up to. He get, he's, a, he's a worker, he's a competitor, and he's going to be a very valuable asset to the Minnesota Twins. Certainly it puts, you know, it changes things here, the dynamic. Kevin had already announced, assuming health, it's going to be four guys who are going to start at the beginning of the year with a, a spot or a bullpen fill-in with you and Nathan and Jake um, and Blake. How, how does your role change, if at all, from the start of the season and all through camp? Well, Neil, you know, I always have the highest expectations for myself, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, no matter what team I'm on, who my teammates are, I'm going to give that organization and my teammates everything I have every fifth day. So nothing changes on my end from that perspective. I think um, some other guys are going to have to really step up. And, and trust me, I think there's room for me to, to be better. Um, but my effort and my mentality is going to be the same. I'm, I plan on going out there and competing at a high level every single time I step on the mound. Where you say get better, obviously I, we've talked about maximizing potential, but when you look back at what you did last year, where do you want to improve statistically, individually, execution-wise? Where do you think you can grow? Um, you know, I think I just had a, a, a 10, 15-day period last year where I just, my stuff wasn't that good. And uh, instead of maybe taking a rest or taking a break, I, uh, I just continued to pitch through it. And I had a couple bad starts. And it, it, it inflated my, my overall numbers. But uh, so I definitely want to give up less runs is what I'm getting at. Up until September 1st last year, I felt like I was doing a good job of that. I had two or three starts in September that were pretty rough. But, um, you know, it's all learning, learning experience. And if I can give my team consistent high-level production like I have done my whole career, minus maybe a month or two here or there, then I'm, I'm going to be very happy with the end of the season. You've been predominantly a fastball slider pitcher. I know you've worked hard on that changeup. Does that become more, even more of a weapon for you this year, or are there any other things that you tweak or add to your arsenal? <laughs> it's every spring, I feel like. Since I've gotten here, I've been working on my changeup, and my changeups, my changeups, good. It's usable. It's just finding the right situations to use it and implement it. But other than that, I mean, it's hard to get away from your bread and butter. But I definitely understand through talking to Snyder and 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 using my resources around me that there are times where I can implement that changeup to to help be a better pitcher you mentioned Kyle what's the relationship like between you now and how can he help you grow yeah I, from the day Kyle got hired uh, we started we started a relationship 
and uh, it's really grown. Uh, he communicates so well. I'm sure you hear that from everybody, but he truly, truly does. And um, he doesn't try to change you as a pitcher. He just tries to enhance who you are and let you know what you do well that you might not know you do well. So we've been talking about a few things, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, some minor tweaks that's going to enhance what I already do. The young kids that are here too, how can you help them? And, and what is it kind of odd to be the veteran guy in the room, so to speak, on the starting staff? It's, it's not odd because my whole life I've wanted to, um, to do what I'm doing right now. I wanted to be in the position that I'm in. But I think we can all help each other. We all bring some different things to the game. So if, if a guy wants to lean on me, I'm here for him. If they just want to watch how I go about my business, they can do that too. And, you know, I, I can pick their brains and, and learn subtle things here and there as well. That said, a guy like Nathan Ovaldi has been around a bit, and our fans really don't know him because he hasn't pitched for them. But what have you learned about Nathan being around him the last year as he comes back from Tommy John? Nate is one of the hardest workers in the game, truly. Um, he's an animal. He's a beast. And last year, he was rehabbing, but he watched every single game intently. And he learned a lot about himself. So this year, he's not only going to bring a high-octane fastball, he's going to bring a lot more to the table. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he has to offer because he can be an extremely, extremely successful, productive pitcher. One of the things that you know I learned about you in terms of constantly looking to get better is you did some martial arts type stuff this offseason. How do you think, how did you use it in the offseason? How can you use it to help you in the year? Well, you know, a lot of martial arts is about discipline and body awareness, two things that help you tremendously in sports and in life. So uh, just being mindful, being present, that's the number one thing. It's a mentality. And to go along with the discipline element, knowing where your body is in space uh, is huge for a pitcher. So I think uh, that along with just having fun. You know, I, I was training and learning something new, which uh, was just a nice little added addition to, to the offseason. That is one Chris Archer on the addition of martial arts to his program. Archer, of course, has pitched 200 innings or more in three consecutive seasons as we continue on countdown to opening day by the way next week's program we're going to have matt duffy on the show and we're also going to have uh, charlie montoyo the Rays bench coach uh, as we wrap up the program i'm joined in the booth by dave wills and andy freed and some of the things that we're going to see today are probably I, I would say somewhat interesting in the fact that we're going to get our first look at one christian arroyo um, and beyond Christian, we're also going to get to see Johnny Ventures on the mound. And to me, I mean, look, it's a February game. It doesn't mean anything in terms of results. But I'm probably most excited about those two things today. I would think so. You know, Arroyo's still a really young guy. I mean, 22 years old. You look at the core of this infield coming up, whether it be, uh, you know, Adamas or Arroyo and Jake Bowers. I mean, these guys are all around the same age, if not right at about age 22 season coming in. So I'm very excited to see him today. You know, Duffy's the guy that has missed all the time, but Arroyo missed significant time last year also. was a big part of the Giants' future. The Rays didn't give up Evan Longoria for nothing, and I hate the term giving away because they didn't give him away. They got 
what they thought was the best deal possible back, and Arroyo is going to be part of that, whether it be third base, second base, long-term, who knows. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at both at some point this year. But, you know, he missed significant time last year. He's got to get his swing back. But he was close with Matt Duffy, and that, Matt Duffy yesterday had, I think, quite the, uh, the, the good comeback. And Kevin Cash is quick to point that out. And Venters may be the best story in all of baseball, Cactus League or Grapefruit League. And Kyle Snyder spent a lot of time with him, and I think there's a general excitement level to see Johnny Venter's story continue. Now, I would expect that he's going to start the year in AAA, but even if he does, if he gets to the big leagues at some point this year, Dave, to me, that would be probably one of the best stories you could ask for. Forget the Rays, it could be in baseball. It could be, and, uh, you know, just reading that uh, story we talked about by uh, Anthony Kastrovitz, uh, <laughs> it was tremendous. I mean, and you know, you know what he's going through and what he had to fight through. I mean, you know, a lot of guys are down when they're one one Tommy John surgery you get two and you're probably thinking all right it's time for me to start looking at a second career he's gone through what three and a half or as they mm-hmm. like to say so um you know I'm, I'm rooting for him I I know he's not maybe the guy that uh, you know made it to the, to the postseason and also was a guy that was an all-star back in the early part of the decade but probably could still be a nice uh, addition nice piece to this raised bullpen and judging by the way that we want to operate we probably need about nine or ten of those types of guys because there are going to be a few ups and downs during the season from some of the guys that you do have here and some of the guys in Durham and maybe even all the way down to Montgomery. What a great example of Venters is for other guys too, Dave. I forgot who initially uh, said that to you. You pointed out at the time that a lot of players feel make them rip the uniform off you. Who embodies that more than Johnny Venters? He could have stopped so many different times. And in that article, great article too, uh, shows the support of his family has really kind of not only motivated him, but almost allowed him to go through this. No doubt. They just had their third child. Evie was born earlier this month, so we're hoping for the whole Ventures family that today and the rest of spring training and the rest of this year, for that matter, goes well. Well, we certainly thank Dave and Andy for joining us in the booth. They'll be coming up with a play-by-play again next week on the program. We'll have Matt Duffy joining us and the Rays' new bench coach, former third base coach in Charlie Montoyo. Thanks to Mark Hayes and Michael Stern on site. Thanks to Jason Berenger back at our studios. Baseball is next. Play-by-play on the Rays Baseball Network.